Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 293 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... Matt, how are you doing? I'm very good, David. How are you? I'm very, very well, thanks. We've seen quite a lot of each other this week with we various different yeah. shows. Yes, yeah. we did your fifth anniversary of Entertainment Talk show this week as yeah. well. So. Yeah, big episode yesterday that we did with, um, who was it? It was five of us, weren't it? Robert, me, you, Bex, and uh, and Gray were all mm. on that. So that was that was a lot of fun. It was good fun. I need to get Robert to come on here at some point because you're yeah, using, yeah. traded most of the uh, co-hosts so far. So uh, <laughs> I need to get Robert over on here. So what have you been watching the last few weeks then? Game that I tried playing, which it was now added to the, the PlayStation Now thing. I haven't rented or bought this game. Technically, I guess rented it in, in a digital sense. Uh, but the, the Avengers game, which was added to PlayStation Now, if you don't know what PlayStation Now is, it's basically, it's a sort of like Game Pass, but not exactly quite like it. They've got a selection of PS2, PS3 and PS4 games. Mm. And they added the Avengers game last week or so. And there was this like advert thing on the cross media above PlayStation and it said uh, you can sign up for a free uh, seven day trial I think you can still go and do that if you want to not just for the Avengers game but any of the others that are on there right it's something like 12 pounds a month if you want to actually pay for it like monthly mm-hmm. and stuff but you know as I tried it before I tried it when the, the beta came out and I tried a bit of the story really really did not like it at all I remember talking about it before mm-hmm. on this show and many many times on my own shows just for the very different uh, bad bits of news that had come out yes. of the game. but uh, I thought I just had a you know thought to myself and I thought okay the game has been added to PS now I can sign up for the trial and then switch the thing off so I'm not spending any money I'm only spending time if that makes sense yeah. and I thought I never did try the multiplayer so let's just give this game one last chance <laughs> to do to, to have some kind of redeemable quality about it I still wasn't happy about the gameplay but I thought you know what I never did give the multiplayer a try so I'll just be fair I went in there and I had one simple idea you know they have the Golden Gate Bridge section at the start and you play a little set pieces each of Avenger. Yeah. Uh, the one that actually impressed me the most was Captain America. I kind of enjoyed, not like massively enjoyed, but kind of enjoyed the way that you used his shield. So I thought, okay, there's only one thing I want to do is I want to go into that multiplayer, go to the, I think it's called the war table or something, select a mission, play as Captain America and go from there. Mm-hmm. Loaded up the multiplayer and there was three options. Actually, there was four options. There's a uh, door that you can go into, which has got nothing in it to interact with. So I'm not quite sure what the point of that room was because <laughs> right. you're going around I think it's the Quinn 
Ninja. You put your like handprint on this door for like security and stuff. You go in there and there's nothing in the room. There's some people in there, but you can't interact with anything. There's no sort of right. interactive point of that room. So that was one of the options. The other two, because Hawkeye was added, who by the way apparently plays almost the same as uh, Kate Bishop, because they're, they're, well, I'm sure they're both yes. they're both archers, but apparently they play almost exactly the same, just with sort of so it's a sort of a different skin, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so you can have like a little dialogue with him, and then Black Widow is standing there. You can have a little dialogue with her. Camilla Khan is also on the lower floor, and you can interact with her. Mm. Just a conversation thing. It didn't like trigger a mission or anything. So then there was one other room I could go to, and it was a tutorial room. It makes you choose Tony Stark. So even if you've got no interest in playing as Iron Man, which I didn't because I wanted to play the game as Cap, it makes you do that tutorial as Iron Man. Right. So the game actually forces you to do that as Iron Man before you can do anything. And I tried like quitting the tutorial midway through and trying to do something else and it would only let me go back to that so I thought okay I'll, I'll get through the tutorial I got through that and then the missions opened up don't understand why you'd make the player go through fair enough if you're brand new to the game and you don't want to play the story but you still yeah, want to teach the player if you want to still it. teach the player how to play the game I understand the tutorial from that standpoint but if you've got no interest of playing as Iron Man which I didn't let them choose between the unlockable Avengers it's just mm. a tutorial so um, yeah because supposing you're like teaming up with your mates at night and you're like okay I'm going to play as Black Widow you play as Hulk and then you play as Thor or something I'm guessing then all of the team has to do the tutorial as Iron Presumably, Man even yeah. though nobody's going to maybe choose him I don't know very very strange I got to the mission eventually played as, as Captain America I turned off the matchmaking because I wasn't interested in playing with other people I just wanted to jump into a, a match sort of thing mm-hmm. so you can turn off the matchmaking and it gives you AI controlled Avengers I had like Camilla Khan right. or Miss Marvel and a Hulk with me that was, that was fine so I went in there did that started playing the game and just the same thing happened of like a generic feeling it just didn't feel very good to play but you know I went in there I gave the the benefit of the doubt I hadn't tried the multiplayer so I went in there and tried it and I kind of came up with the same results so there was that (laughs) I mean I even said this on I think on one of my shows it's not a case of you know because Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character he is going to be on the game I think soon-ish but he's not there yet even if you added him and like a player's this character I've got childhood nostalgia for it wouldn't change the the gameplay it's not a case of who you can play as because I had the interest to play as Cap it's not a case of the character characters in the game it's just a case of the, the game itself just I just haven't enjoyed it particularly so mm. I remember you said you'd, you'd got the game how, how did that kind of yeah go for you? I, I played a little bit of the story and I mean I enjoyed it enough but just didn't grab me that much I don't know I might go back and play through the story a bit more I have zero interest in the multiplayer um, <laughs> getting any of the extra characters or anything like that but I might go mm. back and play through the story a little bit just to see what it's like but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got it on Steam. It was relatively cheap. It was in a sale, I think. And I got it like half price or something. So Yeah, I've, I've looked on like a couple of forums here and there and some Facebook chat and stuff. The general consensus for online is that it's just not pulling its weight, mm. so to speak, which is a big shame. I mean, Marvel's one of the biggest IP in the world and yeah. you've got such a great roster of characters. It's just the gameplay for people that's, that's let them down. Mm. So there was that uh, in much more positive terms. Uh, Love, Victor, the two most recent episodes because I didn't quite get around to watching it last week. No, 
nothing against the show. I just got kind of busy and stuff, you know, doing the fifth anniversary stuff kind of uh, kept me very busy. So it's episode eight and nine are the two most recent ones. Episode nine went out last week, Friday. So I watched them back to back. The show's really started to break me emotionally. I think that they're doing a really, really fantastic job with this. I mean, the thing that's kind of getting to me most, which is something very personal to me, is because the, the main thrust of the story is Victor, with the help of some of his friends, he's essentially trying to figure out his sexuality. Mm. He thinks he might be into guys, but he's not completely sure. I won't spoil what he decides later on in the story because he he has got to a kind of decision with that. But, you know, again, he could, he could change his mind if he sort of wants to. But uh, the main thrust of the series so far has been can he sort of accept himself personally, you know, to, to have like a different view of that? What is like his family going to think and his friends going to think and how is he going to get on with? Because there's this guy, I think he like works with him at this um, restaurant place and uh, like he's kind of gotten feelings for this guy but this guy's he's already like got a boyfriend so he's very conflicted there and then this girl takes interest in him so it's an interesting kind of uh, minefield the character yeah that is something I can very much relate to as well we're trying to figure out my own you know sexuality, yeah, yeah. sexuality and that kind of thing been kind of an interesting build up I'd say to episodes 8 and 9 there's been some very interesting things before that but it was really building up to a particular story beat which again I won't spoil just the last episodes really really got to me in a very good way because if, if they're doing that and it's affecting me then it means it's yeah. it's very 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 good it's been really really good the the show so far and they're only like 30 minute episodes they f- flow really well like pacing wise and stuff for those of you that want to watch that that's on uh, Star Disney Plus yeah have you seen any of it at all? I haven't no I didn't see Love Simon either so uh, mm-hmm. you, you know that was it was Netflix was like, it? like a prequel film kind yeah. of thing you don't necessarily have to have seen Love Simon yeah. to watch Love Victor there is connections there but you can kind of like once you maybe finish season one you can go back and maybe watch yeah. the film but uh, both of them are very good the film and so far the series is uh, really really good so yeah. there's that uh, should we move on to this weird topic <laughs> we've got, <laughs> we've got uh, yes uh, it's a show that neither of us watch at this point for hilariously but uh, yes it's this is so weird so uh, basically there's a guy on YouTube called Alex Myers I'd recommend you check out his videos he does a very good job with what he does the main ones I watch of his are the Riverdale ones he does about 10 minutes a month on the show now it's sort of has it just recently kind of come back sort yeah of not come that back, long ago it? yeah and uh, he did an episode I think it was last week or the week before and uh, how can I even sort of <laughs> there, there's this hint at the end of one of the recent episodes and one of the characters for the series is talking about aliens right yeah you found something earlier about like an abduction of Jughead or, or something yeah apparently there's some sort of alien abduction storyline with Jughead going on yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I I just I can't believe how off the rails this show have got although I think that they've just got to the point where they could just basically do whatever they like because the audience is there the audience that is stuck with it at this point aren't going to go anywhere so they can pretty much do whatever ridiculous thing they want to do and just carry on but mm-hmm. there was a number of stories I saw kicking around about if you like Google Riverdale aliens there seems to be a number of stories with people going people are very confused about this latest alien storyline with Riverdale so yeah I dropped out in the D&D uh, goblins and ghoulies or whatever it was that I dropped out in that That's point it, was that season three because I dropped out at the same point it was season two or season three I think um, I think it was three yeah but, yeah I dropped out at that point because it was getting quite ridiculous even then mm-hmm. but now it I mean aliens I, I did, really I didn't think Riverdale would go to aliens 
aliens. Like that's an no. entirely different beast. Even with how ridiculous the, I'll just say G&G, whatever it's called. Yeah. That was somewhat connected to some weird stuff happening at the school. Yeah. I mean, you, you've essentially gone from, because the first, let's not forget the first season was a murder mystery. You know, who yeah. killed, was it was Jason Blossom? So you've gone from a murder mystery to the X-Files. Yes, apparently. Kind of, with a mixture of weird things in between that. Um, mm. But yeah, essentially this guy, Alex Myers on YouTube, he, he sort of does like comedy videos from Riverdale. He doesn't take it seriously because you can't anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he sort of like, he looks at certain scenes of the show and just sort of tries to work out what the writers or whoever is, is kind of thinking of at that point. Uh, oh, smoking. Uh, there, was, yes. there was an interesting line actually in the newest video in that. Betty, she was talking to something about Archie. I'm forgetting the names of the characters yes. now. Archie and uh, they're trying to have a relationship or something. And she says something along the lines of, I don't want you to like consume my darkness or something. It's like, do you think you're a Sith Lord? Or <laughs> <laughs> That's something that you'd hear like Darth Vader say, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, come, essentially like come to the dark side kind, kind of yes. thing. So I don't know. I just thought it was fun to sort of bring up. You know, yeah. neither, it's, it's interesting because I don't even have to watch the show to <laughs> be, be aware of it. But the, I could just watch these little she, monthly she comedy ha- videos on it. How little plot there must be that he can do a 10 minute recap thing once a month. That's true as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, we shouldn't really be slagging off a show that neither of us watch. I'm sure I'm sure if you're into oh, we're just, it, we're again, just laughing watch, at it. So. Watch whatever you like. We don't judge. But yes, it's not a same thing that either of us have uh, really carried on watching at this point. It's not a case of judging people that watch the show or the show, it's just a case of laughing at what yeah. it's become. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Move on to something that takes itself very much more seriously. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Yes. Uh, it's interesting really with um the history of because these are the Abe games from the PS1 era. I've really, really liked the treatment of 90s PlayStation games recently. We've had a lot of remasters and remakes over the last few years because we've had the Crash Bandicoot series came back. Spyro's had the original trilogy remastered. I don't know all of the Spyro games, but I think the original trilogy is like the sort of near and dear kind of games, mm. the games that people sort of treasured in that. So they, those have been remastered. Tony Hawk has come back with the remasters of the old two games. Final Fantasy VII had a big remaster. Uh, Abe has come back now. They've remastered the first and the second game. Although, speaking of this second game is called Old Old Soulstorm. So the first game was called Oddworld Abe's Odyssey and the second one was called Exodus. There was a game that came out, I think about maybe three or four years ago called Oddworld New and Tasty. That was basically the remaster of the first game. Yeah, that's the interesting thing with these games because the Oddworld games, they haven't just purely remastered the originals exactly. No, They've no. like Odd, Oddworld New stuff. and Tasty, it was uh, 2014 that came out. Oh, that wow. was a, a <laughs> re of Abe's Exodus, which was the original game. So they uh-huh. kind of created new games, taking some of the elements of the originals and created new games out of them. So this is uh, Soulstorm is a sequel to New and Tasty, which takes gameplay elements from Exodus and uh, Munch's Odyssey yeah. as well. They're a really interesting way of, of kind of remixing old stuff. It's a bit like sort of, you know, how when you get people that do cover versions of Soulstorm, or they they take samples mm. and, and like kind of, sort yeah. of situation yeah there is a certain amount of that to it um so it's quite interesting what they've done with it yeah because it's sort of like the same story and stuff before but with like new additions and kind of like yeah. it expanded it so yeah not technically like a remaster or remake more sort of like an expansion of, uh, of the second game uh this game's absolutely fantastic one of the things they do really well in this game is they introduce crafting and sort of looting not in the way that you'd loot in like destiny or whatever mm. not, not to that sort of way 
but uh, things that make sense within the context of what Abe is you're not going to like be disarming the slicks and like using an RPG as Abe yeah, or yeah. using like a mini minigun or something you're getting like little bottles and rags and uh, bits of string and stuff to tie enemies up just these, these little mm. bits and pieces of equipment that Abe can then you know make a bomb out of or something maybe but you wouldn't get 50 bombs where you can just chuck them all over the map and you know kill everyone yeah, yeah. and that's it you have to be very careful with your resources which I learned that the hard way yesterday <laughs> um, I ended up running out of bombs and things so you got those you can like search bins and dumpsters and, and lockers and things the cool thing with lockers as well you can also hide in them uh, yeah. so if you're on the on the same level as a slig and he's sort of coming towards you it makes sense that you'd be able to do that because if you can search the locker yeah. why wouldn't you be able to stand in it the funny thing is with that I got to this new part yesterday of it and I had some Madukans with me Madukans is the race that Abe is Abe and his friends um, yeah, yeah. they're sort of human-ish but different like alien, alien sort yeah. of types the objective is basically you get them to follow you and you have to rescue both Abe and them and sort yes. of save the day there's a funny thing yesterday I got to where there was like a bunch of lockers on this level mm. and you double tap square to you know get in the lockers and all the other Madukans kind of rush around and try and get a locker each it's, <laughs> it, it was great and uh, that adds the added stress because you sort of think okay even if Abe is clear where he is are the other lockers okay to get into are yeah. they going to get caught when they sort of go in yeah. and then you got to be uh, really careful with that so I've, I've really really enjoyed what they've done with this it's something as simple as just you know crafting bottles and stuff like that that uh, we, we wouldn't have necessarily thought of before to put in the mm. game but it doesn't sort of break the game and make it become Call of Duty or something you know yeah. so yeah. Uh, I've yeah I've really enjoyed what they've done with that so that's cool yeah that's uh, what I've been up to how about you David gaming wise I'm back on Planet Zoo because the new update and the new mm-hmm. content pack came out so I've been uh, playing around with the new zoo I had a zoo previously which I'd built which had all the animals up until that point in it and the save file appears to have got corrupt on that one which is mildly annoying <laughs> so oh. um, I've now gone to uh, start again and uh, I'm building a brand new zoo from scratch which I'm planning to put like all the animals in so uh, I'm going to do an all-in-one zoo so I'm building that at the moment it's going to take a while to build through but uh, I've, we'll see how far I get before I get bored of it but uh, I'm mm-hmm. having fun using a lot of the new bits and pieces because they've added as well as there's new animals there's like education things which weren't there they went in I think the patch before last and stuff so there's there's lots of new areas and bits and pieces that you can uh, play around with in that game and there's there's more water features and things that you didn't have before they've done a lovely job with that game I really enjoy playing around with it and building stuff can, can you you know with those sorts of games can you get like a game over if you don't do well like well, can you get sort can you get sort of sacked sort of it's very difficult to do it's I mean I'm playing in sandbox at the moment because it's really just about building stuff okay, right, uh, and, right. and you can turn off everything in the sandbox so you can like turn off the animals deaths you get unlimited money you know uh, so right. it's more in, yeah. in this particular instance with what I'm building now is it's literally just me about me building a, a zoo in sandbox there is a franchise mode where you have got to make money and you've got to be much more careful about you know, managing the animals and laying okay. out the zoo and you can technically go heavily into debt in a zoo like that although if you look at some of the online guides and things it's very 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 difficult to actually do that in terms of actually going bankrupt it's quite difficult to put yourself in that sort of position it's reasonably easy to kind of keep a zoo going the bigger challenge is getting some of the gold rewards because there are some sort of tutorials but they are pre-made maps which you can go in and you get bronze silver and gold awards depending on either how fast you do something 
or expanding the zoo in a way that they've asked it to be expanded. So certain amount of animals, certain types of animals, that sort of thing. So um, there are a wide variety of different kind of gameplays. There's like time trials. There's a sandbox mode. There's the franchise mode. There is the pre-made zoos where you have specific targets of things you've got to do. So there's a good selection of different bits and pieces that you can play around with. And uh, you don't have to have great building skills to be able to do it, although it, it is fun to be able to just build. I mean, some of the things that people have put on the workshop are absolutely outstanding. They're just incredible pieces of mm-hmm. artwork, some of them. You know, mm-hmm. people building real-world zoos in there. There's people building all sorts of uh, just crazy, crazy major... I mean, there's there's one guy that I've, I've been getting a bit of attention recently because he built an entirely vertical zoo. So it was one structure that just built upwards and had all the animals in it sort of on levels on top of each other, which is completely nuts. So, oh. yeah, there's there's some crazy, crazy things that people try out in Planet Zoo. But, um, now, I just wondered if it was because in like um, FIFA and stuff, if you don't win trophies or like a player's not happy with their contract or something, if you do that too badly, you can actually like get sacked. So I wondered if it sort of worked the same way. I don't think you can actually get sacked, but you can get to a point where you have no money. You know, you can run out of okay. cash. Yeah. Certainly in franchise mode, and you could run out of cash. And if that's the case, then you end up just kind of closing the zoo and having to open another one. So, okay. but it, it's quite cool. difficult to get to that point. Mm-hmm. TV wise, though, I watched Thunder Force, which is a movie that is on Netflix. It went up on Friday. Part of the reason I watched this is because uh, Phil Eisler did the music for it. And you know, if you've listened to the interviews, uh, we've interviewed Phil many, many, many times. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy and a great composer. Phil did the music for it, which was one of the reasons I watched it. But also, it's Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, who are husband and wife. And uh, Ben wrote and directed it, and Melissa stars in it. It's a wonderfully silly superhero film, basically. The premise is that it's a world where there were these sort of cosmic rays that have given superpowers to a number of people. But due to a genetic quirk, the people that got superpowers were all sociopaths. So they all end up being supervillains rather than superheroes. So these people, these supervillains have been kind of left because there are no superheroes to just sort of run wild across the world. And uh, they're causing all sorts of problems. So Melissa McCarthy's character and her friend played by Octavia Spencer, Octavia Spencer's character, Emily, is a scientist who developed this process to give superpowers to regular people. Melissa McCarthy's character ends up getting the process herself as well. So they end up forming this super team together called Thunder Force. It's just a very silly superhero movie. It's just really fun. And I really enjoyed it. It's not taxing in any particular way. The soundtrack kicks ass, as it always does with somebody like Phil. It's got, I mean, he did a lot of recording with a lot of like quite heavy rock musicians for it. And uh, he's been posting videos of that. He seems to have had an immense amount of fun doing the music for it. But uh, the film itself, it's got some other great characters. You've got Jason Bateman playing a guy called Jerry the Crab, who has crab arms. You've got Bobby Cavalier in there playing William the King Stevens, who is like a, a senator. There's uh, another character in there called Laser as well. He's one of the big bad guys. And there are various, very silly supervillains in there. It's not particularly serious. It's kind of poking fun a bit at the superhero genre. And uh, yeah, it, it's well, well worth watching. If you want a couple of hours of just silly entertainment, stupid fun, it's well, 
worth going to watch. It's uh, on Netflix, that, if you want to go and um, watch that. But uh, yeah, it's a very fun, silly superhero comedy film if you want to go and see that. In terms of other TV, I've really been finishing things off. Flight Attendant, I finally got at the end of. Absolutely loved the first series of that. With the odd little misstep of there's a, there's a sort of reveal right in the final episode, which I thought was a slightly odd twist. But uh, apart from that... I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, a, uh, there's one character... A Weird. Yeah, one character that suddenly comes out of the woodwork and you're like, uh, okay, uh, that's a little bit weird, but okay. But in terms of the overall arc, I love the way they put together Kaylee Kuoku, who's amazing in the lead role. She fits that character so, so well, plays it really, really well. The flight attendant sort of follows this party girl flight attendant who is out in, I can't remember which foreign country it is, but she's, I think it's Thailand, and uh, she's out there on a trip. She's on a a, a sort of overnight stay she ends up sleeping with one of the guys who was uh, in one of the passenger seats on the plane and wakes up next to his dead body and it's sort of how she handles things moving forward from there it's a really kind of funny but really well put together murder mystery drama it's got a wonderful amount of twists and turns in it it's just really entertaining keeps you guessing from episode to episode it's all on um, Sky on and uh, now box sets if you uh, want to go and check that out but uh, I really urge you to watch it it's coming back for another season I think as well that so uh, yeah it rats that first season off quite well but I th- I think yeah, they yeah. they set it to a place where there are a couple of threads they could pull on that would kind of take it moving forward is there any particular reason why Now TV is now called Now or they just uh, no they just everybody was rebranding so they decided to do it as well <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know I, I don't know whether yeah. they're, maybe they're, they're moving into something other than just TV I don't know I mean, they maybe do they're Sports and films and that, so uh, I guess maybe that makes sense. Possibly. Um, Although they've been doing that for ages anyway, so it's not like a new development. Yeah, so. unless they're going to move into games or something, I don't know. But um, yeah, but, for some reason they've they've rebranded it to now run drop the TV bit, uh, which mm-hmm. is stupid as far as, I mean, it makes it more difficult to kind of talk about because you've got to say now streaming service rather than just now TV. Because imagine if you're recommending a show to someone, they say, okay, what's it on? And you say now. Yeah. It's like, like, what, what? Now? Well, yeah, yeah well, but where? <laughs> Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the old who's on first joke. Um, I've, <laughs> I've had those conversations about Peacock. I've said about things that have like been you know aired on Peacock and stuff, and uh, some people are like what what the hell's Peacock? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a streaming service. It sounds like I'm talking about a, just an animal. Y- yes, so. yes. I mean, there is a reason for it being called Peacock, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I finished that off. Also finished off Resident Alien, which is the Alan Tudyk. Uh, Keep to watch that sci-fi comedy mystery comedy thing again wonderfully enjoyable i think it ends really strongly it's coming back for a second season as well that's been renewed for a second season and uh, they end that in quite a nice place as well the entire premise of it is basically alien comes to earth ship crash lands finds himself having to take human form and ends up becoming the town doctor and that's the sort of basic setup for it but there is the kid in the show that is a nine-year-old boy and uh, due to a genetic quirk can actually see the alien's alien form rather than his human form so this kid is completely freaked out because you know he's got to go to the doctor for something and suddenly turns up and there's this alien treating him and nobody believes him because
because they all see his human form. So uh, that would be a different experience, certainly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that is really funny because there's this sort of ongoing battle because the alien realizes that the kid can recognize him and might blow his cover. So there's this ongoing battle between this kind of grown alien and this nine-year-old kid, which is just hilarious <laughs> and uh, really, really funny. And there's lots of other weird and wonderful characters in this kind of little town that he ends up in. Uh, it's just a, a wonderfully fun sci-fi. It's a great little comedy. I'm really glad they're bringing him back for another series. I think Alan Tudyk's perfect in that role as well. Is that a sci-fi US show? Yes, it is a US sci-fi show. It goes out okay. on Sky One over here, but it, it goes out on Sci-Fi Network in the US. I would urge you to go and watch that. That's Resident Alien. It's really funny. And uh, Big Sky came to the sort of end of its first major arc. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got a couple of threads that they could pull on and they are going to have to because it is continuing. It is actually going in straight into episode 10 because it, it had a bit of a break in the US because it got picked up for a number of extra episodes after the first nine. It is going to carry on straight on Star over here, but uh, it had a bit of a break in the US. So uh, we get episode 10 straight away though. So we've sort of caught up to the US run of it because it goes out on ABC in the US. But really, really solid first nine episodes for that. And it wraps up that kind of first art reasonably neatly. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see where they go with the rest of this because, mm. uh, you know, it's it sort of, I think he's going to have to take a slightly different direction maybe for the rest of it, given where they ended up with it. I don't want to sort of give away any spoilers for it because there are some huge, huge spoilers in that show. But just really interesting from that, from the end of the first episode, which has a real like, what the hell moment at the end of it. From that point on, I've just completely hooked on it and um, really enjoying it. I can see why it's been such a massive 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 hit in america and uh yeah really really loving that that's on uh, star over here you've been watching this as well yeah i think it's fantastic i'm just gripped to everything that's happening in the show pretty much um it's not just like one thing kind of going on either there's like a few different subplots as well which is quite good you can kind of see a little bit not in terms of predictability but in terms of okay once it's kind of finished this little arc you know there's sort of like other things they could explore Mm. outside of it but to do with the same arc if you get what i mean yeah yeah. it seems there's seems like there's a big network of this thing that's happened. I don't want to give specifics, yeah. but uh, I'd say last episode was really good, but they've all been really, really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah, it has been great. And I'm glad that we're just kind of going to get to continue straight on. They've been pretty good, actually, in terms of how Star has lined things up, because the same thing happened with Solar Opposites. Second season of Solar Opposites ran straight after the first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like yeah, yeah they, they seem to have lined things up pretty well, because things started a bit later, but they seem to be running them straight straight from like first season into second season they've they've lined them up pretty well mm-hmm. so uh, that can someone good. tell Star that there's other days than Friday though yeah I, like, that is my you, only like, problem there's yes. now like seven episodes of TV that get dumped on Friday because <laughs> there's yeah. that and then Dollhouse and then Love Victor and then Next and obviously you know Falcon Winter Soldier and there's a lot you sort of look I look on my continue watching on any other day of the week and it's empty and then Friday it's just bang and it's, it's all there yeah um, I get the idea it's sort of like okay you know you finish work on the Friday and then you have the weekend to watch them all but there is there are other days that you can use yeah and the problem is that netflix tend to dump stuff on a friday and uh, a lot of streamers do yeah yeah, and amazon do as well so you end up with like nothing all week and then they dump everything on a friday so uh, you end up watching them like throughout the next week and uh, i sometimes forget you know going backwards and forwards because apple dumps stuff on a friday as well i do wish they would spread them out a little bit more it's um Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why they do that. It doesn't really make any sense to me. But yes, at least they, you know that they're there. You can go and watch them. I just yeah, sometimes yeah. forget. It's like I, I forgot that For All Mankind was coming out weekly on Apple and then ended up missing about five episodes. So I had to binge through like five, which was great. You know, it's nice to be able to do that. But yeah, there are other days you can release things other than a Friday. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. <laughs> This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So we kick off the TV and film news with Renault's cancellations and pickups. Uh, one quite big cancellation this week. MacGyver has been cancelled after five seasons. It will be coming to an end. Mixed reaction to this being cancelled. Some people very upset. Some people saying it's never been the same since George Eads left last season. So I don't know. I didn't really watch the show at all. So uh, I'm not sure whether it was any good or not. I mean, it's been through a few issues because, of course, they fired Peter Lenkoff, who was the person that was behind that whole sort of procedural verse on CBS various allegations made against him so they ended up firing him they've now canned that show and Hawaii Five-0 of course was part of it and that went a few years ago so um, be interesting to see whether that sort of survives I mean Magnum's still going that's part of it NCIS LA is still going although one of the other NCIS's is gone uh, New Orleans has gone they are talking about making NCIS Hawaii which uh, possibly is going to come in but um, MacGyver is uh, going to be ending that's the fifth season which is currently going out in the US starts in May over here and that will be the final season do you watch any of these I don't know I didn't I think nope. I saw a couple of episodes but yeah no I, I didn't really watch it in terms of renewals Star Trek Lower Decks has been renewed for a third season before the second season is even aired so that's good news that will be back I love the first season of this it was wonderfully fun and uh, fits in quite well with the Star Trek canon even though it's it's a silly animated show but it works really really well McDonald and Dodds which is uh, one of those ITV procedurally things that has two police officers solving crimes that is uh, I renewed for, I've heard of that before yeah no well there's like 20 million of these things that Sky do <laughs> with various different actors in the lead role but it's one of them uh, that's coming back for a third season although I think their seasons are, I'm using seasons generously in that because I think it's like two, okay. or th- two or three episodes at a time uh, but that is being renewed for a third season so that will be coming back and Duncanville which is the animated show which I think if uh, Channel 4 read the first season well, of one of those two yeah yeah D- E4, E4 Channel 4 oh, yeah. it went out on both at some point but uh, they've only aired the first season the second season's been out I think in the US they've renewed that for a third season so that is coming back Pickups Mythic Quest is returning for a new full season on the 7th of May but prior to that they announced last week that on the 16th of April it's coming back for a one-off special which is a sort of post-Covid episode because uh, Mythic Quest if you haven't watched it it's set in a sort of World of Warcraft game development company except the entire company is full of like just people who are completely nuts 
It's from the people that make It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's hilariously funny. It's very much, if you like things like Silicon Valley or that sort of show, it's got very much that level of humour to it. I really, really loved the first season of this. They put us out a special which they made during COVID with them doing a lot of things on um, Zoom calls and that sort of stuff, which was really hilarious and absolutely heartbreaking in places. It's one of those that seemed to do that, tugging at heartstrings so, so well in that. I really, really loved that COVID episode that they did. I thought it was just superb. But if you've not seen Mythic Quest, it is on Apple TV. Uh, 16th of April for their sort of one-off special, and then it comes back for a full season on the 7th of May as well. Superstore is returning on the 19th of April. That's for the sixth and final season. And that's uh, 7.30 on uh, ITV2 on the 19th of April. That is returning. Uh, I, I'm going to try and watch some of these at some point, but uh, I haven't got around to it yet. I know you're a huge fan of this year. Yeah, the first five seasons are on uh, Netflix, for those of you that want to catch up, because of course ITV can't like hold the uh, old episodes and that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, the, the finale went out a few weeks ago, I think, on, um, I can't remember the name of the, the network but anyway it's NBC went out I and, think uh, isn't it NBC yeah and uh, I didn't read any spoilers or anything but the general consensus was that people were fairly happy with Good. it so uh, I'm looking forward to that be interesting but you know these a lot of these sitcoms have started kind of coming to an end and that you know you had Big Bang Theory on 12 seasons and that and, and some of the others that have, that have ended so, yeah uh, Superstore super ended now Brooklyn Nine-Nine coming to an end this season as well they, yeah, they are back yeah. to filming again I believe so uh, yeah mm-hmm. that's um, they, they, yeah they are a bunch of sitcoms ending but I'm sure there'll be new ones coming in to replace them as well so yeah yeah. Uh, 14th of May they just announced today that Domino which is this new ancient Rome epic saga thing uh, it's sort of ancient Rome told from the perspective of the women in ancient Rome uh, that is <laughs> starting on uh, Sky Atlantic and now that's on the 14th of May that's landing there is a trailer up for that on the website as well that's called Domino Rebel, which is the new Katie Siegel show based on the life of Erin Brockovich. So it's sort of in the same way that Bull is kind of based on the the life of Dr. Phil. This is sort of kind of based on the life of Erin Brockovich using it as inspiration. That's Katie Siegel, who is amazing in terms of anarchy and a bunch of other things. That's coming to star on the 28th of May, which is, of course, a Friday. Uh, That is uh, (laughs) the first season of that. They're running a few episodes behind the US because it had just started going out in the US I guess that will be to take some of the US breaks in pro- scheduling out I would think is probably mm. what they're doing with that so uh, 28th of May that's going to start Disney Plus is starting to get very very full up now before it was just like a okay, Hamilton Mandalorian and old mm. Disney films and now you've, there's so much on there now so yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It, basically it seems to be that it's going to be a depository for ABC shows Hulu shows that aren't sort of already in exclusive deals on other things and FX series as well are going to be coming to that. So it, what about, if, uh, Fox? No, because Fox isn't owned by Disney in the US. The Fox Channel in the US is not owned by Disney. It's owned by the Fox Corporation who owned like Fox News and all that sort of stuff. It's owned by the Murdochs. Whereas Fox in the UK is owned by Disney, just to confuse things. I do wish they would change the name of Fox UK to <laughs> either back to FX or to ABC or something else, just so it's not associated with the Fox brand 
send anymore. But yeah, it's just to confuse things. Fox UK is owned by Disney. Fox US is not owned by Disney. Uh, although because of the fact that there was a bunch of programming on there that was included in part of the Disney deal, there is a bunch of programming that was made by 20th Century or what was 20th Century Fox with things like Family Guy and that sort of stuff. There was a bunch of that stuff which does air on Fox in the US but is owned by Disney just to confuse things because it was stuff that was part of the Disney programming deal but the channel itself wasn't. So they still air a bunch of Disney shows which is a bit weird. Um, Rebel which is an ABC show that is coming 28th of May on uh, Star and Disney Plus in the UK and uh, there was another little bit of news which I, I suspect will mean absolutely nothing to you but Nash Bridges which was a cop drama from the sort of I don't know ended in the early 2000s I think uh, but that is heading into production as a movie with Don Johnson returning it was Don Johnson was the lead of that sort of show so that is has a movie revival coming uh, with a bunch of the original cast including John Johnson coming back and they're sort of hoping to turn that movie into a kind of backdoor pilot into an actual series so uh, we'll see how the movie goes but and we don't know where that's going to land over here but if you're a fan of Nash Bridges if you like that show and you used to watch it then uh, there is a movie heading into production and then there will be it's a TV movie and then they hope that there will be a series coming out of that depending how well that movie goes down so we'll have to wait and see for that on to some Star Trek news because there was quite a lot of Star Trek news they did a sort of online convention thing last week and uh, did a bunch of panels so there was there's a lot of that sort of stuff if you go to StarTrek.com you can see a load of those panels and they're on YouTube I think as well but they did announce a few interesting little bits and pieces about some of the shows uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2 has announced the return of John Delancey as Q now as we know you have a show called Discovering Star Trek because uh, you really haven't watched that's exactly what I'm doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly I'm guessing you aren't really aware of Q I've heard it's bits and pieces about Q over the years yeah but not like completely sure as to who right. so exactly it is Q he actually showed up in the very first episode of Star Trek Next Generation and the very he kind of bookended that show um, the, okay. he was putting the human race on trial was I think was the sort of basis for it but the Q are a species of omnipotent and immortal non-corporeal entities who inhabit limitless dimensions of the cosmos known as the Q continuum so they're, they're basically peer as sort of gods and they can manipulate time they can manipulate their surroundings so it, it allows when a Q shows up for them to do really ridiculous like silly out of the world episodes of you know they've had one set in like Sherwood Forest and they've had all sorts of like really odd weird things where uh, Q is a sort of he's kind of a trickster he's a bit like Mixapicalix in Superman universe so he can kind of manipulate dimensions and time and uh, play around with the crew and stuff and uh, he's shown up in Voyager I think had a Q on it and uh He's also shown up in Deep Space Nine. I think he was actually in the um, animated show as well. He was in Lower Decks. So uh, they've he pops up every so often, but they have announced that he will be one of the main characters by the looks of things in the second season of Picard. They played a sort of little trailer for the second season of Picard, but it didn't really give much away. There wasn't any real kind of footage. It was showing desks and other things. So it does make it sound like that they're going to be playing around in time a little bit which will be 
interesting with them sort of going backwards and forwards through time which given that there is a queue involved makes perfect sense because that could be kind of queue sort of taking Picard through areas of his life or you know I don't know but we'll we'll see exactly what happens but uh, coming in 2022 to Amazon Prime they announced for that you watched Picard didn't you? I watched I think about four or five episodes and kind of fell off of it a little bit Ooh. so maybe I'll go back to it though it's a tricky one Picard because Picard is tied way more into next generation obviously okay. than yeah. Discovery or you know so you maybe need to know a little bit more of history of the show with Picard which is possibly why it didn't hit quite as well with you as it might do with somebody that was a huge fan yeah. of the next generation so that's sort of understandable um, yeah. it is worth watching though you should go back and kind of do next generation but that is quite a trek because they've got seven, <laughs> seven or eight seasons of that and they were Something like, like 22 24 episode seasons so there's a lot to get through in those they are worth watching but they've said Picard will come in 2022 don't know exactly when but they, they are going to do that in 2022 Discovery they also released a, a proper first look trailer for that that's the fourth season it is premiering 2021 so presumably it's going to be sort of towards the end of this year at some point fourth season finds a newly appointed Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery facing a threat unlike any that they have ever encountered with Federation and non-Federation worlds alike feeling the impact they must confront the unknown and work together to ensure a hopeful future for all so again description doesn't really give a huge amount away other than you know we know that they're now in this kind of undiscovered future uh, we know from the events of last season that they're starting to sort of put the Federation back together Burnham is now captain I do wonder how they're going to handle Saru with Saru not being captain this season yeah um, yeah. presumably there's going to be a side plot with him going back to his home world and that sort of stuff but uh, mm. I you know the weird thing where like well not the weird thing but interesting part where Michael was like okay I'm not the captain you are he took over and then he walked away a bit and then she's the captain again so yeah. they've, they've sort of wrestled over that a little bit so mm. I don't know yeah but I am looking forward to that plus they have shiny new uniforms so for yes. all you cosplayers yeah. out there <laughs> new uniforms for you to play with they're, they're quite cool actually the new uniforms they look really good so um, does, does this seem surprisingly quick to you how they've got this season out because Discovery only finished in January yeah I well I think they pretty much went ran straight from filming last season to this season because whilst they had were sort of set up for filming they basically said let's just keep going I think so okay. they almost ran from the end of the one season straight into the next one it, so it has been a very fast turnaround but they've mm. they've done a phenomenal job being able to do that yeah because I wasn't quite expecting Discovery back this no. year I thought it maybe been I, I actually thought Picard would possibly be this year and Discovery would be next year but yeah well you've, uh, you've got to remember she, Picard's a trickier thing to film because of the fact that the age of um, Patrick Stewart is a, probably a factor in terms of filming during Covid although he is vaccinated now so you know there is oh, that cool. but because uh, I'm fa fairly sure he had his vaccination done that was always going to be an issue this is interesting as I think I mentioned on the uh, the other show how they're sort of protecting older actors more so in this it's the same issue with um, Succession because Brian Cox the lead actor in that is uh, getting on in age so they've got to be very very careful when you're dealing with older actors okay. uh, when they're lead yeah. characters so uh, I, I suspect there's an abundance of caution behind Picard partly because of the fact that they, they don't want to risk killing off Patrick Stewart whereas Discovery were already shooting the end of the 
third season, I think, and I think they just ran straight into the fourth season as fast as they could. So uh, I'm very glad that that's going to be coming back and they're going to be churning through those. Don't know exactly when, but I suspect the end of the year. It'll be autumn, I would think. And uh, Lower Decks, as I mentioned earlier, the second season of that is coming. They've announced a premiere date on Paramount in the US, which is the 12th of August. Don't know when that's going to land in the UK. I think they dropped it as a box set last year, but it may be that they put it out weekly this time around because I think the reason it got dropped as a box set last year was because they hadn't signed the deal at that point. So it's possible that they'll put it out weekly this year, but I don't know. It is definitely going out on Amazon Prime. They were actually included this as part of the press release this time around, so there's no guessing. They have got the seasons. Discovery will be coming to Netflix. Lower Decks and Picard will be coming to Amazon Prime internationally. The deals are still continuing they're all still in place but yeah lower decks in august for season two on paramount in the u.s we'll have to wait and see exactly when it lands but it will obviously be sometime after that on amazon in the uk mm-hmm. um moving on to other netflix franchise series the witcher blood origin which is this prequel thing uh, has lost one of its leads jody turner smith has uh, unfortunately had to leave due to a scheduling conflict basically the um witcher blood origin was supposed to shoot a while ago and it got bumped a little bit because of COVID and you know them having to move things around I think partly because of the fact that the main shoot got bumped and obviously there was crew from both shows involved in the same thing so they had to bump uh, Blood Origins a little bit and uh, unfortunately she has other projects that she'd already signed up to so where she has had to leave Jodie Turner-Smith was from The Last Ship and Night Flyers that other Netflix series she was due to play Ellie who was an elite warrior blessed with the voice of a goddess who had left her clan in the position of Queen's Guardian to follow her heart as a nomadic musician. A grand reckoning on the continent forces her to return to the ways of the blade in her quest for vengeance and redemption. The party's now going to be recast. They haven't announced who is taking over the role yet, but they're going to have to find somebody new to do that. It's a real shame. But, you know, we're seeing a little bit of this. We've had a few people have to drop out of projects because the scheduling's got moved around. It's an IRA thriller called Borderland, I suspect, is probably the thing. It's a film she's doing with Felicity Jones and John Boyega. I suspect that's probably the thing that it's clashed up against. Um, she's also starring in the uh, new psychological drama Anne Boleyn, which is coming to Channel 5. It's one of their new dramas that uh, Channel 5 has started making. It's weird. Mm-hmm. The, quali- the, the quality on sort of the E4 stuff has gone down and the quality on the Channel 5 stuff has gone up, Mother's Edge. But uh, yeah, yeah, so that's that's the Amberlynn drama, which is a Channel 5 original drama that uh, she's starring in as well. So yeah, uh, it's a shame that's happened. But uh, we have uh, we have got the other cast member, which we announced a couple of weeks ago, uh, Lawrence O'Foran, I think is his name, who's been in things like Vikings and Game of Thrones and Into the Badlands. He's taking on the other lead role, which is Fajal, who mm, is... So uh, f- familiar with swords. Yes, very familiar yes. with swords. <laughs> uh, he's playing Fajal, who is... He's uh, born into a clan of warriors sworn to protect the king but carries a deep scar within the death of a loved one who fell in battle trying to save him. A scar that won't let him settle or make peace with himself or the world around him. In a quest for redemption, Fajal finds himself fighting beside the most unlikely of allies when he carves a path for vengeance across the continent in turmoil. That's his character. I am quite looking forward to this. It sounds like it's been done as a limited series, so it's a sort of one-off thing set 12,000 years before the worlds of the Witcher 
tells the story of the creation of the first prototype Witcher and the events leading to the pivotal conjunction of the spheres when the world of monsters, men and elves all merge to become one. So it's set in very deep in the history of the Witcher. It has got the original author on as a creative consultant, so it is all going to be kind of properly canon. They are not messing around. It's not something that they've just kind of pulled out as a cash thing. It is going to be something which is very much set within the world and under the creative control of the original author as well. And it's Lauren Smith-Hishrit who is the showrunner on The Witcher, who is the person behind it, and uh, mm-hmm. Declan DeBarra, who worked on The Witcher and the originals, is the exec producer and showrunner on it as well. But I'm looking forward to that. We don't know when it's going to land, but it looks like it could be quite good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I really enjoyed the first season of The Witcher. That was quite a day for me. But <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Bo- bo- I'm looking forward to both the second season and uh, and this one. But yeah, if there's like a limited story to kind of tell, then yeah, do it as a, as a like one-off kind of season. I don't really need like um, a prequel and The Witcher to be kind of running at the same time. No. Different with something like Better Call Saul, because obviously, you know, Breaking Bad finished ages ago and now we've got a prequel running kind of on its own. So yeah, as, as long as I kind of schedule them well and that kind of thing, I think it will go quite yeah. well. So, but yeah, first season was a success and uh, I'm looking forward to, to both. So yeah. yeah, I suspect given this isn't shot yet, it will drop after the second season of The Witcher because the second season of The Witcher has wrapped filming. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, I suspect that we'll get The Witcher season two first and then this will come. Shouldn't that be this year, season two? I hope so if they've finished. I mean, they said they've finished production, but I guess though it's going to be all the effects and that sort of stuff to do. Mm. So maybe yeah, some maybe, reshoots possibly. Yeah, possibly, but I, I would think not. I would think they're probably fully wrapped at this point so it's going to be mm-hmm. more the effects and tidying yeah. up and editing and that sort of thing hopefully later this year for that moving on to our last story Marvel's She-Hulk series has added a new actress uh, Rini Elsie Goldsberry who might not be a name you recognise but if you watched Hamilton on Disney Plus she played Angelica Shiler in Hamilton that's probably where she's best known from she is going to be joining the show alongside Tatiana's Miss Laney who's playing Jennifer Walters and uh, Ginger Gonzaga who is playing Walter's best friend you've got Tim Roth in there reprising his incredible Hulk role as Abomination Mark Ruffalo we know is going to be in there as Bruce Banner recent rumours apparently have suggested the return of Kirsten Ritter as Jessica Jones in this although that may be fan wishful thinking and given that the whole premise of She-Hulk series is that she is an attorney you would have thought that Matt Murdock would be a more obvious one to maybe show up in this series than Jessica Jones but mm. you know yeah um, yeah but yeah I, I do hope to see those those characters back at some point um, yeah because they, they I think the yeah the rights are back with yes the rights have Disney, all reverted back sure. so, so yeah it, it, it would be nice if we could see them kind of popping up even if they're not getting their own full shows which I think would be difficult to do on Disney plus but maybe you could do them as Hulu series there is a Hulu starter yeah yeah I, I think maybe you would have to do the Mithuli series just because of the, the level of content. I don't know, maybe you could get away with it and tone them down a little bit, but I know fans would complain about the fact that they're not as kind of edgy as they were. So I, yeah, you, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't, I think with yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I like Rini a lot. I, I mean, I only really know her from playing um, Angelica in Hamilton, but uh, she seemed to do a very good job in that. I love Tatiana's Liz Laney, as we know, because Orphan Black was awesome. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to this series i think this could be really fun particularly as it's described as a half hour legal comedy is what they're actually doing it as so despite the fact that it's a sort of superhero thing it sounds like they're going for sort 
of a slightly more off the wall thing in the same way that WandaVision was kind of this weird mix of normal Marvel stuff and then it's got this sitcom vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It sounds like it might be a bit more in that vein. So uh, yeah, it's uh, so the the setup is she's a criminal. Uh, Jennifer Walters, played by Ms. Laney, is a criminal defense lawyer who finds herself transformed into the sensational She-Hulk after an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin Bruce Banner. So uh, that's the uh, the setup for it. But um, we don't know when that's going to land. But I think they may have started shooting that yet, um, or they're about to start shooting that. So uh, it's either that or Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel might. Have started yes yes shooting. maybe it's miss marvel that's shooting yeah. but uh, Might so, be both of them anyway yeah so, so it, it's going to be one of the ones that's probably going to be next year i think that one but uh yeah I, i'm looking forward to that i think that should be mm-hmm. fun yeah because there is quite a lot of marvel content scheduled for this year actually yeah we're still supposed to get i think correct me if i'm wrong but hawkeye miss marvel black widow obviously the rest of falcon winter soldier loki mm. uh it's eternals this year uh, or is it next year yes marvel i think no. doctor strange is next year spider-man's this year loki black widow the what if animated series Shang-Chi Miss Marvel Eternals Hawkeye Spider-Man are the ones we've got left for this year so Mm, cool I'm already four months into the year so yeah a lot still to come but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to to She-Hulk I think they've done a really good job so far with the with the casting and everything especially bringing like you know the big surprise of of, uh, is it Tim Roth back as uh, Abomination you're talking about all the way back to the uh, the Hulk films that kind of sort of aren't aren't associated with with the MCU they're still canon I suppose but it's a bit like a bit of a different thing mm. but uh, it's it's I've quite liked actually the way that because um, people like Darcy and Jimmy Woo and uh, I can't remember her name but Emily Van Camp's character those sort of like smaller characters coming back and uh, having arguably quite important roles I think yeah. has been been quite good so uh, yeah bringing Tim Roth back as well I think is going to be good we'll see what they do but um, also makes sense you know have Mark Ruffalo's uh, Polk in there and kind of go from there so yeah. and again you know having a tattoo in there, I think it's going to be very, very good as well. Yeah, so. well, she's a fantastic actress. So I, yeah, I yeah. think, and I can see there's, her doing this sort of comedy role really quite well. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's no doubt about her talent. Certainly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, don't know when that's going to land, but that's probably going to be next year sometime. We'll have to wait and see for that. So mm-hmm. that's all the news we've got for this week. Now we'll move on to some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> Highlights for next week. We have Harrow returning for its third season on Alibi on the 14th of April at 9pm. So that is back. I've watched a few episodes of the first season of that. That was quite enjoyable. Jamie Foxx sitcom called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. This is very much a full-blown sitcom with Jamie Foxx in the lead role, sort of going back to his roots. This is on the 14th of April on Netflix. This lands. It's entirely uh, Jamie Foxx invention. I think this, it's, it's based, I think, on sort of dealing with these daughters and stuff. That seems like it could be quite good fun, particularly if you're a fan of Jamie Foxx. Grownish seasons one and two are landing on uh, Star on Disney Plus. That's on the 16th of April. This is the spin off from Blackish, which sees the teenage daughter Zoe head to college. Season one and two of that are coming on the 16th of April. And uh, then season three will follow on Star as well. So uh, that will be the home for that. Mythic Quest, as I mentioned earlier 16th of april there is a one-off special coming for that which is uh, the show set in a video game development company from the people behind always sunny in philadelphia it's brilliant that series go and watch it 
Leonardo, which stars Aidan Turner as Leonardo da Vinci. This is a series coming to Amazon Prime on the 16th of April. It's from Franz Spodniks, who is the guy behind Man in the High Castle. It looks like it could be quite a good drama, that, so uh, go and check that out. Uh, Leonardo, 16th of April, Amazon Prime. Call the Midwife back for its 10th season. That's on the 18th of April at 8pm on BBC One. Uh, Batwoman returns for its second season on E4. That's on the 18th of April at 8pm. Seems the dart landed in in the right place for a change um <laughs> that's not bad going really because there have been quite a lot of breaks in the scheduling for that so they've removed quite a lot of the breaks out of it i mean we will still be a bit behind but that's not too bad considering it's e4 and what their programming's been like it also yeah. means that by the time sky bring theirs back it might you know if there's any crossovers coming up because i think there was supposed to be a crossover with superman i think uh, that got cancelled did it okay yeah um yeah that's probably a good thing for this year so uh yeah that's <laughs> Uh, season two of Batwoman that's coming to you for on the 18th of April at 8pm which unfortunately means that they're probably going to edit it to death but uh, yeah it, even so it is airing which is good uh, Superstore as mentioned earlier that's back on the 19th of April at 7.30 on uh, ITV2 for its final season Ackley Bridge is back for season four that's on the 19th of April at 6pm so that's quite early they've changed the format of that I think it's gone from being like an hour long to a half hour show they've completely altered the format for that but that is back okay. on channel 4 that's the 19th of April for Ackley Bridge and Mayor of Easttown which is coming on the 19th of April to Sky Atlantic I haven't got a time for that but it's like 9 or 10pm that's uh, Kate Winslet exec producing stars in a limited series as a small town Pennsylvania detective who investigates a local murder as her life crumbles around a decent HBO quality drama thing that's uh, called Mayor of Easttown and that's coming to Sky Atlantic where's, on the 19th um, of April where's, where's the Nevers ah yes that has launched in the US but for some reason, uh-huh. which I don't quite understand, rather than going out next day in the UK, they're saving them all up and dumping it as a box set in a few weeks. Uh-huh. So it's not out yet over here, but uh, it is out in America. It's not out yet over here. They're going to drop it as a box set later on next month, I think. It's split into two halves. So the first six episodes, so it's the first half going out later in May, I think they're dropping that. HBO don't usually do that. No, I mean, HBO putting it out weekly. Sky don't usually do that. <gasps> oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Sky don't Great. usually do that, but um, that's mm. what they've decided to do with the show for this this time. I, I don't know what the reasoning is, but that's what they've decided to do. That will be coming soon. Mm. Um, seems to have had reasonable reviews, though, from the first episode. I've, I've seen sort of mixed bag of reviews, but generally... That's with basically fans, what I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Generally with fans, they seem to have uh, quite liked it, so we'll, we'll see. That's everything we've got for this week. Uh, if they want to find more of your stuff, where can they find you, Matt? If you want to find more of my podcast, uh, there's quite a few of them as we established yesterday yes uh, entertainmenttalk.org uh, TV, video games, films and uh, actually, actually quite a good game of main night yesterday uh, 3-1 it was very very good actually because <laughs> uh, we moved the ball around faster and kicked it forwards it's, it's usually what you're supposed to do yes. so uh, yeah some really really good goals yesterday but so you can find all that entertainmenttalk.org uh, yeah go and check out yesterday's big podcast uh, so it's just over an hour long actually so it's not too long to, to listen to uh, but it was it was a lot of fun and uh, it was, it was cool to, to chat to everybody on that so for those of you that have listened to, to entertainment talk and stuff thank you for supporting me for, for five years it's uh weird that it's already been five years so. <laughs> yes and also if you want to watch me play video games 
live at certain points, uh, Twitch, eTalk UK on there. Uh, if you miss any of the uh, streams, they'll all be archived on the YouTube channel Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. So you can have a look over there. Yep. So go and check Matt out over there. For other people involved in the show, you can, of course, go and get Bex over on twitch.tv forward slash Tristan mm-hmm. Bites. That's B Y T E S. Uh, she's streaming daily and uh, various evenings and pretty much full time. So uh, go and check out her channel over there. It's very, very, very funny. And uh, you can go and make fun <laughs> of her, which is always highly entertaining as well. Go and check Bex out on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites. Daryl, you can find at hollywoodnorthnews.net for lots and lots of shows that are shot in Canada. You can um, find those over there. Gray, you can go and find at Gray the Geek on Twitter. That's uh, Gray with an A. Gray the Geek over on Twitter. You can go and find Gray over there. And for us, you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air data information. You can get in touch with your questions or comments. Email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown, and on Instagram at Geektown UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 